Bye, everyone. This is Becky. Thanks for listening to Bevy's On Tap. Enjoy my favorite brewer, Jeff, also my son, and Tim discuss today's latest and exciting topic. They definitely get into it. Have a great day and enjoy the sunshine with the Bevy from Buffalo Rock. My favorite is Women and Women First. I love that name. Bevy's on Tap, episode number 26. Um, I'm Tim. I'm Jeff. here with Jeff. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing, Jeff? Good, man. It's been uh, it's been a little bit since I've uh, since I've been on here, so I'm back, man. Yeah, like I was on hiatus for a little while, and you and Travis took care of it, and now you're back. Yeah. Travis is on hiatus, but you were on hiatus for a little while, and yeah. Travis and I took care of it. So. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, welcome home. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, we'll get to kind of your travels here in a second. That's going to be kind of a little bit of the basis of this episode, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, before that, um, just want to uh, say uh, thanks to everybody that came out to the brewery the last few weeks. We've been like really jamming. I know. Yeah. Like uh, I always know just because um, I'm having to like restock the front cooler like two or, two or three times yeah. a week now instead of just once a week yeah it's the same thing like the the number of empty kegs that are getting like you know dumped <laughs> in the back it's just uh, yeah. it grows exponentially yeah pretty crazy it is so, crazy um so today we're gonna talk about your travels to uh indianapolis um yeah i went over there for a uh a craft beer festival oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was like the the Indiana State. It was it was like the Indiana Brewers Guild, like the the their twenty sixth like microbrewery festival. Sweet, sweet. So all mostly microbrews. Yeah, to like you know small uh, like nanos or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. but there were some bigger ones there too, like like Sun King for example was there. Okay, and Sun King's probably. You know, they one might of the, be over the microbrew size. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got a location in Florida now, you know. Do they really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, like they were there and there were like 40 breweries there. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's so, very nice. It was sweet. Very nice. Uh, before that, um, I think we're going to get into a new beer we haven't talked about. We've had it on tap before. Um, yeah. It's a great summertime drinker. Um, kind of comes right out of the, uh, the scene of, I think... Um, uh, sitting on the dock of the bay, kind of. Yeah. Um, so what we're having here today is awesome with a hint of lime. Yeah. Our, coming uh, in at five point eight percent. Our lime lager. Our lime lager. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a nice uh, little taste of the lime. It's not super forward, which I really like. If yeah. you wanted more lime, you could always add more. Oh yeah. So let's crack these bevies open. Hell yeah, dude. It's been a minute since we've had this one on tap. True story. True story. That's the thing about these loggers, man. They just take, they take. They a take while a little to, while longer to produce, and they, it seems like they take longer to make, but they go faster when they're on tap. So fast. Like That's it's, why it's like, yeah. <laughs> you spend all this time waiting, and then it's gone. Yep, so and then fast. it's gone. It reminds me of back when I first started um, making beer, and I was bottling beer, and I labeled all my beers. And then I drank them so fast that I really didn't even enjoy the labeling. <laughs> I definitely didn't enjoy the labeling process because it was a bit more lengthy. It's probably pretty tedious. And uh, yeah, oh, great looking beer, man. Yeah, we'll see. Super uh, clear. Um, has that like, south of the border lager taste and smell. Yeah, the lime and the aroma is there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, great, great drinker. Uh, if you guys are at home... Hopefully you're cracking a bevy with us and sitting down to relax. And uh, if you're driving, no drinking and driving. We don't endorse that. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe when you get home, you can crack that bevy and enjoy it with yeah. us. Um, yeah, we uh, we wanted to talk about this one just because it's like uh, it just went on tap. Um, and uh, it's a fun one, man. Like you spend like I think I spend like an hour zesting limes. Yeah. Uh, during like while making it, which is. Uh, 
it's fun to do and it's something you know different to do other than just like the standard like, like just pushing you know beers, yeah. so it's a cool adjunct to, um, to add and a, and a little bit better than working with peppers which is a nemesis. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, this one's just... I've done the limes, too. Yeah. yeah. Grapefruits one time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. For... Uh, I'm trying to remember what that was for. Is that the... That'd be another fun tangerine one. Tangerine Man, maybe? Um, there was one that I had to zest a bunch of grapefruits. I can't remember. It might have been was. a milkshake IPA. It might have been. Yeah. Speaking... I mean, I just... Yeah, I just made the uh, blackberry milkshake on mm-hmm. last week. So that'll be yeah. That's about ready to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I double batched uh, seltzer yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. So cool because I think uh, black cherry and I think watermelon is kind of what we're thinking. Oh, cool. Coming out. Cool. I was thinking about doing a watermelon blonde. Yeah, yeah. But and that might be good timing. Actually. I don't know. I think we could have both. Yeah. Um, we did. I I did. Um, remember talking about that last week. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, great this, taste in beer, yeah, very clear. Yeah, it this one's good clarity. This one's fun. Um, the only thing that's happened is my glass is condensating up so fast. It's kind of humid in here. I know. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, great uh, looking beer. It's um, great tasting beer. It's crazy, like how far, like, cause you you zest all these limes, like a ton of limes, and then you add all that zest towards like the end of the boil, and it's like I'm always like shocked, like with how far like the the lime flavored travels like how much it gets into the beer based off of how much yes. actual like zest or skin yeah because if you, you, you spend like an hour like doing it about two cups three cups it's like uh off the top of my head i think i'm zesting like 30 to 35 limes or something yeah like yeah i mean i'm thinking that total zest when you get done is like two to three cups it's really not an extraordinary amount it's of not a zest, lot but yet you know, in 90 gallons, right? And it still pops out. Exactly. It's really cool. It's super cool. Because, yeah. like, every time I get, every time I make the spear and I get done zesting the limes, yeah. I'm, like, looking at, you know, all the after all the time I just spent zesting the limes, I'm looking at all the all the zest. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this doesn't seem Doesn't like seem that like much. that much to get <laughs> yeah. into. The pepper seems a little bit more, I think, when you do that, but um, that's because they're going in at two different times. I think you got the boil side and the... Um, uh, kind of the fermentation side. Uh, yeah. Um, but even stuff like when you're adding like coriander and, and some of the, you know, smaller notes that go into bringing out these great tastes or like um, cocoa nibs or whatever, it's really, it's always surprised me what little amount is used to give the bold flavors. Yeah. And, you know, the backbone of the beer is the backbone of the beer, you know, depending on the style of beer that you're making. Totally, man. Um, which also speaking of, I have definitely come to over the years of having beers, I have come to truly love lagers. Me too, man. Um, they're like, just so smooth. I know. It's, and there's a special taste to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like truly like that's that's like my go-to like right now. Like I'm always looking for lagers or a pilsner. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, I mean maybe a session IPA, you know, or just like just a standard American IPA. But you know, those beers right now, like I'm looking for a lager. Yeah, nice. I uh, had uh trying to think where I was the other day. Um I know it was fairly close. Um can't think of where I was. Was it a local spot? Um it was a local stop and I had a um it was a Great Lakes Wit beer. Ah. Um, and it was really good. The only thing is I ordered... Oh, I know where I was. I was at Sean's. Oh, Sean's. Um, because this week um, I went to the Rib Off and went to see... Mostly I didn't really go to the Rib Off. I went to the music portion of it to see Orleans and the Little River Band. Oh, that's cool. Fantastic. Hell yeah. These guys, I'll tell you, they've been doing it for 40 years. They're old. Um, actually, um, I believe Orleans doesn't even have any original members. Um, if I got this right. And Little River Band has two a little two original members. Oh, okay. But it's, you know, band, bands that have produced really good music that the band survives. It's very interesting. The band survives... But the band members have, you know, either in some cases passed on or have moved on. Yeah. 
um, or you know don't want that traveling lifestyle. Yeah. But the music is still like legit and um, valid and, and relevant in today's standards, and it's it's still really really good music. Oh yeah, man. Um, it's fantastic, actually. Great show. Sounds sweet. Um, the weather held off, which was nice because it kind of stormed earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. we kind of pre-gamed a little bit, had a beer or two at Sean's, and I had that, and I had. Uh, I think it was Double Wing had a blueberry Kolsch. That, blueberry Kolsch. Uh, I also tried. I think uh, I'm well. At least they did. I'm almost positive that Quentin Tempered had a blueberry Kolsch earlier this summer. Who was at Quentin Tempered? I think last night for a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're getting ready to celebrate their one year anniversary in yeah. August. Yeah. I just saw the post really about well. that. They, they have a, a great thing going on, a great atmosphere. Yeah, the building's nice. Yep. But yeah, no, this is solid beer, man. The only issue, problem is like the waiting. I was actually, I got a buddy, his name's Steve, who brews over at Ernest. Um, it's funny because like just on uh, Friday, this past Friday, I mm-hmm. went to the Westgate Ernest after I got done working, and I texted a picture of me having a pint um, okay, yeah, to yeah. my friend Steve. And then he sent me a picture right back that he of a Buffalo beer. He was at Buffalo Rock having a beer oh, no at, at the same time. Isn't yeah, isn't that funny? But I was also texting him about. It really does tell the camaraderie amongst yeah. this industry. Yeah, you know that like that. That's so sweet to hear. Actually, yeah, it's kind hilarious. of a shame you guys missed each other. But, I know because yeah. I was like, man, I, I just left like a half an hour ago. I must have just missed you. Yeah, but he was. Uh, we were talking about like loggers, and we were talking about Oktoberfest. You know, mm-hmm. and he, uh, we were just like. The waiting time, like for us, you and me right now, it's, having yeah. this beer, this lime lager, it's like you're dedicating one fermenter, like one vessel for like, you know, it's like 45 days, six weeks. Yeah, somewhere around in there, 45, 50 days. Yeah, and you're just like, um, man. It, it feels like double the amount of time of a typical beer, I think. Well, and that's probably accurate, probably close to accurate anyway. Yeah. About double the amount of time. So one... Yeah, you do have to have the ability to have that tank free to dedicate to it. Um, and thankfully, yeah, like we have like, enough of them to yeah, to do it to make it, a true lager. You know, it is kind of like you know when you're when you're used to brewing, you're like, okay, yeah, I know that's coming out in a few weeks. Um, but then when you got the lager, you're like, oh yeah, that's not going out for a few extra weeks. <laughs> like and I, then wait till we start putting some stuff in some barrels and barrel yeah. aging, and then it's like, okay, dude, some yeah, that's going to come out in six months or a year or maybe or, five years or, from or, now. Yeah, right. right. So, yeah, which is yeah, pretty pretty uh, extreme on that. We're but. kind of excited to get a little bit more rolling into that once we get the space available at the new location, which is um, definitely going to be there. Speaking of that, oh. you have a. Uh, a little bit of an update on the new spot yeah so we've been we're still doing all the small stuff that we can uh, a few meetings I've had meetings this week with um, uh, heating guy um, Tracy that's come out that did our heating at the, uh, the last building coming out and looking at uh, there's not as many changes but in the new brew pub we got to put a new four stair system in and we're looking at you know where that's going to be located and how it's going to push air throughout and you know, adequately uh, heat and cool the location. Uh, the rest of the building has conditioned spaces. So um, we're really kind of focusing on just the brew pub area. And then um, also I have the electrician going out. I was talking to him this week because we're working on, uh, we're pretty certain we got to do an upgrade to the electrical system. I think we have a 400 amp feed we need to be at 600 amps, so we're probably bringing a heavier feed into the building to hmm. cover what we got going on. Damn. Um, stuff that we've done before, um, so we're kind of used to it, but it's all stuff that kind of slows the process. Yeah. Uh, we're also working on a grant, um, coincidentally, with the city, um, in conjunction with the city, that uh, we're applying for a grant for some of the demo process that uh, hopefully comes through and... Uh, so it's a little bit of a wait, but it's worth it because it becomes like matching money. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, you know, for it becomes a no-brainer as far as uh, uh, matching money for stuff that we are going to do anyway. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, so, yeah, there's there's just 
a lot of little stuff going on behind the scenes, getting architectural renderings going so we can actually get the permits. Um, this coming week, I'm meeting with the asphalt company, so we'll start uh, lining up, getting the new driveway or the existing driveway renovated where we gotta, uh, we got to eliminate some driveway space in order to create um, more designated ingress and egress, oh, okay. ingress and egress locations gotcha. um, that are further away from the intersection and that's something <clears throat> most cities want they mm -hmm. want the the traffic further away from the intersection because the intersections always back up with traffic right so that way people can get in and out cleanly without trying to pull out into you know traffic that's sitting at a light for instance yeah um so that's in process along with some parking lot of expansion that we're going to be doing along the south property line. And Oh, sweet. Um, also, we're looking at uh, what is phase two, um, adding parking in the uh, northwest section that right now is like the big green space area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to price that out. It might become phase one if the price is right on it. So... Um, we're at least looking at you know what it what it takes to do it and if there's any like pre-planning stuff that we need to do now um, prior to doing it down the road that if we got a pre-plan um, anything that we can prep ahead of time gotcha so, other than that Sweet. we've uh, started taking out what was the old um, uh, kitchen for the firehouse staff um, there's still a kitchen in there for the um, community hall that was part of the fire department um but the the firehouse staff that that lived there um we've taken their kitchen out for the most part that's going to be new cooler space right as on. we get down the road gigantic amount of cooler space we're going to double about the amount of cooler space that we have right now um at the brewery in waterville we have three different cooler locations here we're going to have one that's a feeder behind the bar um, very similar to what we have now, and then one larger cooler that's going to take care of our grain storage, <laughs> our extracts, yeah. and um, hop storage, Yeah. along with distribution keg storage, separate from the gotcha. feeder cooler wow. from the brewery, um, <laughs> as well as just the overall stock. So, yeah. um, gonna be a nice size cooler with a couple of different entrances, that uh, make it very easy to get in and out of um, for both stocking and distributing. And the same thing for like the, uh, the cooler for the house. We're gonna have two different entrances into this one. So you'll be able to feed it from one side and for the tap room, they'll be able to go in and change oh, the taps okay. from a different door. That's kind of nice. More convenient. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, the brew space yeah. looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We have that actually mostly done because there wasn't, um, there's no mechanical changes in there. So we were able to get in. Walls are all painted. Um, we replaced the ceiling grid in the entire I was going to say thing. ceiling, then and that then, picture. And um, we switched out light fixtures from okay. standard fluorescent to LED. Nothing changed as far as the layout of it. It's still mm -hmm. a drop ceiling situation, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the next step in there is we're going to start getting the glycol system set up and uh, dropping in tanks. We're actually going to have the brew system probably set up, I think, within like two months. Wow. We'll be ready to brew. See, that's uh, I've had like a lot of, of uh, like more than not, like people of me just going to different breweries and like asking me like, Hey, so when do you think you're gonna like, start, you're start gonna brewing brew, over right? there? And also, like, are you still gonna brew at the current spot? You know, mm -hmm. and I, I keep telling them, I'm like, I don't know. I, I was like, I, every time this comes up, I'm like, I think it'll be in another couple months that we'll have our first like actual brew like session. Test batch of this new system. Yeah, I think I think like, that's about right. Yeah. Um. So we'll get the glycol system running, which for the folks that are home, what the glycol system is is it's our air conditioning unit that um, glycol is like sugar water that um, cools all of our tanks down. All of our tanks have a inner and outer liner and the glycol system either runs around the outside which is called a jacket and cools the tanks from the outside or they have an internal tube that spins down through 
um, yeah. the inside of the tanks yeah. that that acts as a cooling system. It's so we. So, it's basically like a whole system that we have that so we can control temperature with every single batch that we make. Yeah, it's just being more consistent. Per batch, per tank, we can control specific temperatures. So, depending on the the brew or the batch of beer that we're making. Um, one might ferment at 65 degrees or 70 degrees, yeah. 68. The next one might ferment at 45 or 50 degrees. So we can control those tanks yeah. independently so we can ferment at the optimum temperature for the specific yeast. Exactly. That we're using. Like the slime lager we're yeah. drinking right now, this is fermented at about, is that like about 50, 55 degrees. 55? Yeah, yeah. It's because so, it's lagered, it's a cooler yeah, exactly. fermentation. Pilsner and the typically, same way. If you're lagering or any type of beer, which typically lagering is is kind of the the I think we looked up the the definition of lagering a couple of sessions ago, which is to ferment I think at a colder temperature. Yeah, like you're storing um, it like to store at a cold yeah temperature. You know, um, so typically when you're lagering or anytime you're fermenting at a colder temperature it slows the process down and thus when we're lagering the fermentation period extends out to 50 60 days instead of yeah like a typical 21 to say 30 day yeah turnaround on a batch like we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ferment this like we'll like when we make lagers or pilsners or even our, our uh, Oktoberfest for example like even when we did the cold IPA uh, we'll ferment it cold and when we say cold, like 50, 55 degrees for a few weeks, check the gravity, see if it's done. And when it's done, we'll increase the temperature to like 68 degrees, 70 which degrees. Which helps knock off that yeast. Yeah, it's okay. called a diacetyl rest, which knocks yeah. off, you know, nasty tastes and aromas. Yep. And then and then we'll drop it to 40. And then you go, which is like a cold crash. Cold crash. almost brings it back to normal brewing process. Yeah, right? and yep. we'll keep it at 40 for, you know, four mm-hmm. or five weeks or whatever it is. Yep. And then and then we'll transfer it to carbonate, but then so the right, whole yeah, process it's is longer. To drink for you guys is sitting. At home. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot to get there. It, it's a lot, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, and you know, yeah. No, it's just a lot, man. So sweet. Well, I, this week I went, uh, as we talked about, I went to kind of a, a small concert, um, but there were there were a lot of people there. Um, Little River Band and uh, Orleans at. at the ribof and the Toledo ribof. I'll tell you, it's 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 real and it's strong. There were a lot of people there. Um, very well attended. Nice to see. That's at the Lucas County Fairgrounds. That's um, that's, that's which sweet. Which is, uh, I think, technically in Maumee. Um, it's a Port Authority owned property. I think it's in in Maumee, I believe. But okay, a great event. Um, <clears throat> but probably not as cool as what you did this week. So. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, and we go to Indianapolis like Britt's sister lives over there, so like we go there. I did not four know or five that. Times. I know you've been there several times. I did not realize, so that's a little bit of a connection. Yeah, nice. And she's lived over there for like twelve years now, so nice. we know all the districts pretty well. Okay. And we go there like four or five times a year, maybe. Um, when was the f- when when did you first start going there? Dude, probably <coughs> probably like twenty eleven. Okay. Some, something so, like so that. So you've been there, yeah, because Indianapolis, for, for people that haven't been there, Indianapolis is a gorgeous city. It's it's it's, it's the best, it's man. It's very new, like as far as architecturally, yeah. um, the buildings, the Super layout, artsy, um, uh, clean. Very clean city. A um, lot of breweries that are yeah, pretty close to each other. Very, like, very cool town for, like, I... I, I uh, refer to like the younger urban crew but for people like like a younger um generation that that likes to go out and oh, yeah. do stuff there's there's all kinds of stuff to do in the city always um, but, all but the time. for all ages really too like yeah. it's, it's just it's a really nice city fairly easy to get around oh yeah man um super easy and yeah <laughs> like one big loop right kind of like a lot of cities have yeah um, i can't remember what there's is. different districts but they're all pretty close to each other and uh you know usually every time we go there like we always like take like the we'll get an airbnb stay in, in some okay. districts and then we'll to get around we usually like if we don't uber we'll usually take like those you know those lime scooters okay yeah, yeah. and cruise on uh, i did on that roads. for the first time in seattle 
Did you? Rose Hooters, man. I had so much fun. It's a lot of fun. It but was you absolutely get a blast. Her on it too, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't. But, um, <laughs> Those things go kind I of also fast. Was completely sober, which you're supposed to be. <laughs> had no drinks. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll use those. But um, and then this time, like this this uh, craft beer festival, there are like 40 breweries there, and like all from throughout Indiana. And um, it was at this outside park, this called this park called Military Park. And it was nice because I thought it was just gonna be like in this like open field or something, right. or yeah, hot and roasting. Yeah, and you're just baking, you know. But um, no, there were a ton of trees, so it was all shaded. Oh, really nice. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, it was so organized, and when you got there, they gave you like these four ounce taster glasses, and there it was actually like a glass too. Okay, you like know? a little mug. Yeah, yep. instead of like I've, a plastic cup, you know. Yep, I've been at tastings that are like that. I think super they nice did that at uh, Fort Creek at the golf outing. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, for uh, yeah, and like um, going into it, I thought that they would give you like a like a punch card. Mm-hmm. You know, so you would have like a cap yeah, on how many. Yeah, get so many ten yeah. tastings or whatever. But this was like unlimited. Really? Yeah, and I was like, man, yeah. this must just be like an Indiana thing. That's nice because it does allow you to, I feel like, really explore a lot more. Totally. If you're limited to say ten or twelve tastings, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna nail down okay yeah. what ten or twelve. Totally. That way you can kind of, you're, you're a little bit more free spirited to try something that you maybe wouldn't. Yeah. And you got, and you have um, to think about it too. Like when I say like unlimited, you know, they give you a four ounce glass, right? Like taster glass. But like, if you think of a pint, it's 16 ounces. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause after so, it starts to catch up. Yeah. And right. so like if you're, if it's unlimited and you have a four ounce taster glass, you know, a lot of these places weren't even filling the glass all the way up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so you're you're literally getting more like a enough to taste it. Yeah. But so it's not like you're having like you know ten pints at this right. one festival. You're having like a small amount for each yeah. place. Yeah. And I think the uh, the ones that stand out the most, like I had a I had an amber IPA, um, that was just probably the best beer I think I had at the entire festival. Amber IPA. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I know, and um, a lot of these. Uh, most of these places had a lot of the same styles. Like a lot of these places had Hefeweizens, uh, Hell's Lagers. Um, it's like that time of year. Do you think it's like because it's summer? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like if they had the same festival in winter, I think you would probably, you know, at least like when we go to festivals, we kind of take. I know we try to take that like, are fitting for the season. Totally. Of course, when we're brewing, we also kind of brew for the season a little bit too. Yeah. It's probably like a lot to do with it. So uh, yeah, yeah, like but, uh, you know, a lot of West Coast IPAs, which I was like sweet because I really like that style. But at the same time, you know, you're trying to at these festivals like this, you want to try to taste uh, beers yeah, that you wouldn't it, normally right? like. Yeah, 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 like like different ones, you know, like something that's off the wall or yeah. whatever, not like the same thing all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like we found this one that had like smoothie. Uh, like smoothie uh, milkshake IPAs. Like a milkshake. And it just tasted like a slushy, which is like really good. Oh, really? So they actually like slushied it up more than just like a milkshake IPA. Totally. Okay. Like it was like more of like a slush instead of like a, you know. Did they have, was it like a slushy machine that they used? No, they poured them out of, they poured them out of, um, well, they were jockey boxes, but like kegs. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see. And, uh, And then, you know, they had like, live music and everything like that and food trucks and everything but um then they had water no no hop water no hop water so um you would appreciate this when i was out in seattle um hop water was legit like everywhere was it it was almost it was almost every brewery that i went to Um, really they also had it in uh wisconsin when i was there um and um but I, i i think that Ours was better. <laughs> no, I, mean, I I actually didn't drink any of it when I was out there. They they but the, they but did their was... water a little bit different. Like they have just like watering stations. Like you don't get a you don't order a bottle of water. Kind of the direction that I think we're gonna take things. Yeah. We're eventually gonna get rid of bottled water if you want. Yeah. Water. We're gonna have a little cooler off to the side that you can fill it yourself. And then yeah, if you want something that's that's unique. We're gonna have hop water yeah. for your tasting needs. Totally, man. Um, well, that's, that was one yeah. of the things I noticed right away when I was out there. Yeah, I mean, I found it. Like, I got the idea at 
from Pelican Brewing. Which, yeah, that's yeah. right. But yeah. but then like you look harder and you have and you know Lagunitas has it. Uh, shorts they in Michigan it, has like it. It's it's can like you can go buy it off the shelf. Totally. Right? Um, yeah. And there was there was a place that we went to that was kind of like similar to like a Whole Foods. Oh, and they had um, some over there. And they had in cans. They had hop water in cans yeah. from a couple of different huh. breweries. And I didn't recognize either of the brewery names that that had cans there, but some um, of these yeah, are so like it's, uh, it's growing, definitely growing. Yeah, I think. Um, um, yeah, I I really do like ours. I want to do more um, like different ones with different fruit. And yeah, stuff like that. I, and we need to probably get a little bit better at promoting it than we are because I think it's still something people don't understand. It and is. Don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's super smooth drinking, yeah. non-alcoholic refresher is the best way I could describe it like it's a crisp refresher it's it's a little bit bubbly yeah so it's gonna give you that like um seltzery kind of you know jive that's that's got that bubbles and refreshing you can it because it's bubbling and you're brewing it with either like in in this case I think it was what we have out there is lime lime and lime then, uh, or lemon or whatever you know fruit or yeah. whatever you know adjunct yeah. you might add that bubble helps bring out that smell so it's like you know in your face with that aroma as you're drinking it and yeah it's really smooth it's, it's and I nice love it. me I've too had it, i mean i drink ours now i do not drink bottled water anymore at our brewery ever <laughs> have the, lime, the hot water i never drink bottled water anymore yeah and i'm so happy to say that yeah honestly it's nice man you know, it's nice i'm not against bottled water i'm against plastic bottles that yeah. don't have any end use and we use them up like it's it's a sin kind of and um yeah no it's nice man i wish I'm, I'm that not our global warming activist and all the activists in the world would choose start choosing that because that's such a simple thing to point to yeah. to cut down emissions and you know don't totally dude you know we could change our focus a little bit and yeah. and, and not have to change our lifestyle no because we have glass bottles or or now with like we have the ripple for say yeah that yeah. you know you can fill the ripple and keep it cooled as long as you want with the buffalo rock logo <laughs> yeah. sitting on the face of it right speaking it's, of it's speaking gonna of stay that. cold and yeah it's gonna save yeah. millions of bottles yeah. of water bottles from you know those in the oceans and all that shit Brit and i take our ripple bottles like everywhere man same thing man we have them with us. Yeah. And and I've had Yetis before that. Um, the Ripple's nice because it's a sealed lid, so you can, like, kind of throw it around and it's not going to spill <laughs> yeah. out. Whereas yeah. mostly what I have is more like the cup style with the, the top lid um, Yetis. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, they're they're meant, they got to stay upright or they'll spill. Totally do. Um, I mean, they they won't spill right away, but they're not designed to, like, fall in their sides. Yeah, man. Um, so what, um, I know Sun King, you mentioned, was at this festival. Yeah. Was it, was it, how many, like, if there were 40 breweries, yeah. how many big ones, how many small ones? Yeah, there? it was probably, like, like big ones, probably, like, maybe 15% of who was there. And then, okay. and then the rest of them were, like, ranging from, like, super tiny breweries to, like, you know, Probably like how Buffalo Rock is. Yeah. So know. how many, uh, were there any of the small breweries, like let's say <clears throat> outside of um, Indianapolis, because I know you've been there, are there any that you have been to before, like that are either in like say Fort Wayne or... Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Definitely uh, recognize a lot from like other, um, other towns throughout Indiana who were also there. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of it was like not foreign to me, but just since it's in another state, you know, you're not so... Uh, yeah, like don't familiar see them all the with, time. especially with the smaller breweries. It's hard to keep up with them. They yeah. pop up so often. Like if this was in Ohio, you know, and we went to Columbus, yeah. and 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 uh, it was the same kind of festival, I would probably recognize like the probably the majority of the breweries who were there. I think I would recognize like the northwest and the west. So, kind of from like. I would say north, even like, like Toledo, over Cleveland, north, like as far as like north of Youngstown area. Yeah, that's a good across, point. Like in the Cleveland, over to Toledo, that's and then a good point. south down 
like the Cincinnati, but I think if you got like southeast of Columbus, yeah, yeah, I would probably have a harder time yeah. just because I'm I'm not there. As yeah, much. I'm probably the same way, man. Like yeah. on the eastern side of the state, yeah, I'm probably I kind of like way. the same thing. Like southeast Michigan, I know several. Yeah, but you know, if you go to maybe even northern Michigan, I probably know more <laughs> just because I've traveled up there, yeah. like vacationing and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. That, you know. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, me same. Dude. You know, and then there's a couple of like real um, big ones up there when you get into Michigan, like you know Bells and yeah, um, Holland and uh, um, what's, yeah. What's the the one that's in uh, Grand Rapids? Grand Rapids is uh, Founders. Founders, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, some big more than what we are. You know, totally. Our size. Yeah. Been around for a little while and got it going on. The the thing about going to these festivals is like like just to like you know end on this concept is like you go or at least Britt and I go number one because it's a lot of fun but two you're trying to like see like what are some of these other places doing mm-hmm. and you're looking for like newer ideas you know and uh, I didn't see this at the festival um, but there's a, a brewery that we always go to in Indianapolis and. Um, they made a a pea flower a pea flower beer i think it had lemongrass in it so um i don't is pea flower is that a plant yeah i mean is it like, like peas a, like yeah, the flower like a, flower from a, like a pea like plant florally, like, that grows like yeah pea like pods? um you, a lot of people use it for tea okay you know yeah um but uh i guess you would and i'd, I'd assume that you would use it in the same way that we with how we make our hibiscus like beer. hibiscus or yeah or something like that and it gives a like a purple body oh nice yeah yeah um wasn't that good though so oh really it wasn't good but i'm so wondering it, if it's because they didn't make it the right way is it know? the the flavoring or like you know because that kind of stuff it's it's really interesting and we, we've learned it kind of the hard way and sometimes you got to go the hard way yeah is the hop base that you use might contradict with it totally. and give off like a weird flavor yeah. um it's so true i though. think we made one of the beers that we made um we made with honey and every time we tried it it was like this weird it we we kept thinking it was diacetyl oh. and like i mean after three times of brewing it right and then you know the first time we thought okay diacetyl right then we thought well maybe we didn't get tanks clean or whatever you know or then, yeah you know, something something so like then we that. brewed it a second time and we thought okay something's weird and then a third time we're like okay something's not right here and and what it was what we think was it was the honey contradicting with the actual hop strain that we were running right and they were kind of antagonistic of each other is yeah. a lack of better words but we made that same beer take the honey off and it's a super great beer yeah interesting um, right and that i believe is the granger island i think that's oh, okay i think that started with the honey base ah. It's either the Granger Island or the Wabash Cannonball. It's one of those two. Gotcha. And we started with a recipe. This goes back to like when we first opened. Yeah, before like, we were even open. Yeah. We, we were learning curving from home batching into a three-barrel batch, and we were doing this. And um, we we threw kegs away, like, you know, <laughs> right. kegs right. away. That sucks. Yeah. But, but it's it a was, learning It thing. was the learning curve, and yeah. that's why we do, you know, test batch a yeah. lot of times in a smaller version yeah like it'd be it'd be sweet if we had like a five gallon pilot system right you know because then i would totally make this pea flower well we do have one beer. our biggest problem at the brewery in waterville is we haven't had a place to oh, be able to place to, it to put it because we're you know running out of space yeah, but yeah. um that that's gonna happen now we'll have which is cool because we'll be able to start doing some really kind of creative five barrel batches that might even push the limits but it's going to be like you know if you want this beer you better hurry over and grab it now yeah. because it's going to be going because it's five barrel or yeah. five gallons you know um, even to if we, it'd be cool if we could just if we had that system and then put it in a cask or something like that yeah and well, then that we hope to do a lot more of yeah Again, space has been a yeah quite a bit of an issue in waterville so ideas we're excited that are to, to get be there. in oregon on the bay Bayside, we can't wait. Oregon, if you're listening, we're excited and we are coming, I promise you. It's crazy. I just, uh, a friend of mine grew up in Oregon and he just texted me the other day saying, like, 
this is like such a great thing that it's going to be yeah. there. And then when I was at the Ernest at Westgate on Friday night, um, another one of my friends was there and he said the same thing. Apparently, um, people are getting excited because we've had people asking, well, we're not seeing, you know, I think I, I think what they're expecting is we're not seeing dirt move, you know. We want to see dirt moving so we know that you're coming. <laughs> and the reality is we are there working. We're just doing a lot of stuff on the inside. You might see our cars and it's not so bright outside, but uh, yeah, we are working on it. We are progressing and we're actually moving in a pretty good clip really for... For the amount of stuff we got a lot of the demo stuff done um the next thing we're, we're basically waiting on the uh, the finalized designs at least to the point that we know what part we are having to put like bathrooms and stuff in so we can start cutting floors and and doing that stuff so yeah it's coming we're around doing everything yeah. we can to get ahead yeah and uh, we are very excited and trust trust us we are uh we are so excited to be part of the Waterville community, and, and everybody out there so far has been so welcoming, and um, I think we're going to love you more than you love <laughs> us, honestly, because it I can't, seems just I can't like wait. a great community and, and great people. I cannot wait to make a post about brewing on a seven-barrel system, Right. which is still, like, yeah. like if you're looking at the big picture, a seven-barrel system is still pretty small. But to it me, is. to me, I'm like, I can't wait, dude. It is. It's like, it's bigger to me. What's going to be really crazy is the first time you double batch on that. Because <laughs> we do have a 15, we have two 15 barrel uh, bright tanks. Yeah. And fermenter. Or, and fermenters, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I think I got that figured out on placement over there, too. Because we're trying to figure out where we're going to place those. So the only one that's difficult is that 15 barrel bright because it's big it's a it's a giant diameter because yeah. it's a short pancake speaking um, of uh exciting things i just want to mention um uh a handful of um beers coming out like up or over the horizon here yeah and i think like as you're talking about beers we maybe talk about beers that also kind of go with some exciting events that are coming up right totally man so, so one of them is the and we'll talk about this next week's episode but it's called the ollie ale um, Ollie? Yeah. Oh, I. What are you saying? <laughs> Boy. I, I was oh, hey-o. Hey-o. I was trying to remember it. <laughs> for the last, for the last one. I was like, what does Jeff say every time? Hey-o. Dude. Yeah. Uh, we totally do. The this, Ollie Ale. The Ollie Ale. So this will be... So for the Waterville uh, band, Oliver Hazard, every year they host their Oliver Hazard Day Festival, which is downtown Waterville. This is going to take place on August 12th which is a Saturday, and uh, they asked Buffalo Rock to um, to make a beer for the for the event. Yeah, basically, we are kind of like the beer sponsor of the yeah. event. There's a few other drinks that are coming out um, for the that same are going to be there. Yeah. I think there's a seltzer that's going to be served by another company. Yeah, I can't remember um, if it's like a vodka soda uh, or like if it's like, like a... Like yeah. It's something like um, that. Um, but they wanted us to make a session IPA. Yeah. Um, and uh, I transferred it. It's already it's already been made. I transferred it on um, this past Friday, and uh, I wasn't gonna do it on Friday, but I was just like, you know what, screw it, I'll just You're do excited. it. You're excited. Yes, it's, it's I, I'm just like I'm ready to do it, and I transferred. I tasted it. It's pretty yeah. solid, man. Pretty solid. And that was yeah. like it tasting flat, you know. And that's has that been that had some dry hop in it, right? It had a dry hop addition, which we used. Um, what did we use? We used Sabros? Amarillo. We used Amarillo, Citra, and Sabro. Okay. Uh, for yeah. that dry hop edition, and so Citra, Citra and Sabro especially like give give you this like very tropical, juicy. Very yeah, very on the tropical side. Yeah. Like, um, grape fruity to kind of tangerine. Yeah, in a way, and um, and it came out to be a five percent. Um, Perfect you know, holiday drinker. Yeah, like well, yeah. if I'm being um, um. Uh, super specific on the ABV. I guess it was four point nine nine percent. Perfect. But it, it was perfect. And uh, which was that was actually the goal with that. First of all, with a typical session IPA, it's going to bring the ABV down. That's part of that that process. Exactly. Um, that you're not trying to. Yeah. Kill good point. It with, good point. With alcohol. That's a good question because um, um, you'll hear questions like, "What's a session IPA versus like a, a regular IPA?" And then you've got imperial IPAs. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but session specifically, like lower ABV, way easier to drink. Like it's session just as a in like lighter, softer version of an IPA, yeah. kind of right. You just like you want to have it's a session beer, so you want to be able to have like you know more than one. a couple and yeah. still be all right. Yeah. And imperial yeah. is like your higher ABV, your heavier, you know, it, yeah, right in your face. For a lot very of people, strong. the imperials are like a one and done. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're and, and imperials depend on where you get, but usually I think you're gonna be like ABVs over eight. Maybe yeah, yeah. over nine. Yeah. To and me, pushing yeah, sometimes to like yeah. 12, 13. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, you, yeah. if you've had a beer, if, if any of you guys have had beers that are like over 10%, um, I'm interested. Like, comment to us because once you get over about 10%, at least for me, it's got to be a really good beer to hide that boldness of yeah. the alcohol totally. volume. Yeah. And there are some that are really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are some that are, you wouldn't even know it. And then there are some that I've had that, like... It just tastes like a shot. You just can't basically. hide it, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. And for me, like, that's, that's kind of my defining line. Like, if you're going to make, like, a triple or, you know, you're going you're gonna to go over the top on that, I want it to be, like, super drinkable. Yeah. You know, even though I know I'm only going to have one of them yeah. because it's... But you want it to be, like, enjoyable... Level. Instead of but just, I want it to be enjoyable, yeah. and I don't want it. I don't want to have to. <laughs> I don't you know, have to work to my beer down with <laughs> yeah. an ice cube like I do a bourbon, right? You know, totally. Um, so that'll be for a fun me. That's one. how I judge it myself. Yeah. Into each their yeah. own. Um, nah, I'm a little the same way. You know, what do you, what do you what do you? That gets to the point in your term you've used for me is it, it gets boozy. Yeah, dude. It, it gets a little bit on the yeah. boozy side where it's it takes it, it becomes less of a beer and more of a an alcohol drink kind of. Yeah. And that's kind of the line for me because I I like beer. Me too. I like that beer taste. So. See, that'll be a fun one to talk about like for next week's because uh, Mike from the band is going to come in and, and chat about the festival and and the beer. Yeah, we're so excited to have yeah. him come out and be part of this. Yeah. And. Uh, I think we'll probably build the whole like um, podcast around the the whole session, if you will, around that session IPA, the uh, Ollie Ale. Yeah. And uh, with Mike and conversation about the band, and I'm sure he's got a ton of stories about traveling all over the world. I know they were just in Alaska, they were just out east in like Vermont. Yeah. Um, they travel all over the country, and they're homegrown right here, right? Yeah. Waterville. Yeah. I think I don't know if they're all from Waterville, but I think two of them are. Right? Um, off the top of my head, I think, I think all three of them are, if I can are remember they, I mean, right. But fairly local anyway. They just had a member change though too, so they, um, the newer guy is. Not they write and record. I know they have. I don't know if they do all the recording here, but they have written and recorded right here in Waterville. They have. Um, they we'll might have grown that. so much that they're going to uh, a bigger national type studios. Yeah, they're, they're a legit band, and they are doing it their way. Yeah, and they are playing all over America, y'all. And you can catch them. Um, you just have to watch for their schedule. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I August twelfth. Yeah. They will be right here in Waterville. Yeah. Um, and it's an exclusive event with them, and we're so happy to be part of it. Yeah. So that'll be cool to chat about. I got a pretty uh, good relationship with them too, so that'll be cool to chat about. I yeah, think, I uh, think you mentioned you you met them like years ago when you were like writing. Was it for the Blade or yeah, for the City yeah, Paper? Yeah, I think I first met them like in twenty twenty. Uh, tw I think it was the end of twenty sixteen, if I can remember right, like December of twenty sixteen, and then from there it's uh, it's gone. But we'll chat about that all uh, all next week. Sweet. Um, then we got uh, oh the ALS beer coming up. Yeah, so the ALS beer, um, for those that don't know, we're doing a um, special beer for the ALS Foundation, um, uh, which is ALS is a, a essentially a terminal disease, Lou Gehrig's disease it's oftentimes been termed, um, but it's a neuro disease that, uh, that um, it, it, it's never-ending um, from the point of you're diagnosed with it. Um, there are medicines that pro can prolong or, or reduce the effects and prolong your life, but it's a, uh, it is, in a sense, as a terminal disease. 
Um, and we were we were approached um, actually at Gallup. My work at, at the city of Toledo had reached out to me and asked if we were interested in this event, and I was like immediately like, yeah, yeah. So um, one of her friends, um, and I want to get this right, and I hope I say it right, um, John Shin Shinharl. Um, was diagnosed. He's a local guy, and uh, when he when he was diagnosed, um, he decided that he wanted to make a difference. While because this disease is it's it's encompassing, like it takes over your body, mm-hmm. um, and it affects everybody different. Sometimes it's speech, it's it's motor skills, right? So it takes over your speech. It takes over potentially your arms or your legs a lot of times it's either like upper body or lower body but it eventually will affect all of your extremities um and um eventually shut your body down but he when he was diagnosed he want, he decided he wanted to go out making a difference and um started wanting to do this fundraiser and reached out to the national foundation for als which i think is based somewhere out west Okay. Yeah. Um, And he got like all the the I guess the permissions to be able to do it under the ALS Foundation and the five hundred one c three and all that, and reached out to other brewers. So it's it's a it's a basically a um, it's a beer tasting event. There's going to be like thirty breweries there. Um, Yeah. There's also bands. There's um, the Beef Carvers, I believe. And also he got, which is pretty crazy, he got uh, Fleetwood Gold. Oh, really? He's, he's traveling around all, all over, <laughs> which is local with Chris Shutters. Chris Shutters, yeah. yeah. Um, so this tie-in to music. And That's this, cool. Um, and when they first started doing this, they were asked about how much money they thought they could raise or what their their goal was wherever and they looked at like what national people raised and their goal was to raise somewhere between i believe it was 50 to a hundred thousand dollars right um and it was mostly based off of the event and how much money they could raise around this specific event with this beer tasting and bands and yeah and stuff they have already raised two hundred and fifty thousand dollars right <laughs> Now some of that is for ticket sales for the event, right. but there's that's like pre-ticket sales. The yeah. ticket sales are gonna like far outnumber that. Yeah. Not to mention that all the brewers that are doing it yeah. are donating um, to the cause per beer that we sell. For the beer, that's um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we've done other ones like the Women's and Women's First, which is the same type of concept. Um, ALS has a hop strand, if you will. It's a hop blend. That's right that they yeah, have right. that they provided us um we brew our beer whatever beer every brewery brews their own beer to go with that hop strand and we're going to present it that night and um also serve it on tap here at, at uh, Waterville. Yeah. and it's a pale um, it's a pale ale pale ale based right? style yeah yeah, yeah pale ale style using beer. these hops and um, uh and so. it had a great the blend was great because it had a, several different types of hops that are going to lend itself to a, a nice smooth oh yeah um, and that's at, that's at um downtown Toledo right it's i believe at hensville hensville yeah, yeah. yeah. that's perfect or, spot. Or right there okay um, cool so right yep. by the mud hen stadium yep right by the mud hen stadium and the mud hens i think have have stepped up and become one of the the great big sponsors so yeah right on that's our sweet. specific beer for that um is going to be called chuck's shindig which is kind of cool. It's a uh, um, so um, John's dog, his his partner in crime, I think. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, is uh, Charlie, and and it's a girl dog, but he calls her Chuck, and this is Chuck Shindig. So That's cool. We're, we're uh, so trying, be to, the name trying of to tie in locally yeah. to uh, John and what he's doing in this great event, and yeah. uh, we're super excited for it. So August twelfth. Yeah. Come down and hit us up at the ALS. Um, it's a Toledo for ALS, um, or Toledo Steps Up for ALS, or yeah. something like that. You can find it all over Facebook. Yeah. Um, if you look up Toledo ALS um, event, it's going to pop up. It was easy for me to find. Yeah. Um, it's also posted to our Facebook and uh, I think connected to our website. Yeah, that'll be a great day. 
So and uh, uh, I think you got one more beer. Um, right? for uh, did you brew a specific beer for the Tentagini Fest? Oh, uh, no, they they just got. Uh, I forget what they asked for, but I think we're just giving we're we're um, going to be serving like you know beers that we've already had okay. uh, at the event. Um, but we do have two Oktoberfests that are um, about ready to come out, right? Yeah, they. Two I need weeks, a. Uh, two weeks I think they're going to be out like the first week of September. Okay, so a little bit longer than two weeks. Yeah, because yeah. I I gotta I still have to do a diacetyl, which I'll probably do this week diacetyl rest and then we'll start lagering them probably by friday right of this week and then they should be out nobody early is excited September. about drinking Oktoberfest, man right honestly our number it's, one question on facebook is when is your Oktoberfest coming out ah dude it's too early like uh mommy bay just released theirs like people legit like they can't wait i know like, it's it's, 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 it's july though well when this comes out it'll be august 1st but uh, Ernest just released theirs as well, but right. the guy, someone from Pavlov's was in several weeks ago, and I know that they're getting ready to release theirs, like, right now. I'm just like, man, dude, like, I, I just, September is, this, early September, man, that's the time. Both of those are lagered, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so a and little so, bit longer. And we'll talk about those stand. two, like, when they're about yeah, to be released, because there's a, there's a significant difference between the two, but we'll, we'll chat about that, uh. Closer Sweet. To the That's going to be exciting. So the Tentagony Fest, which is this Saturday, um, which is uh, 8, August fifth, August fifth. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Um, in Tentagony, Ohio. Yeah. Um, featuring the Menus Band, um, which if you've never uh, seen the Menus, that. they are fantastically entertaining. They're based out of, uh, I'll say Cincinnati, but the Cincinnati area. I don't really probably know the exact area of Cincinnati, but yeah. Um, they put on a great show. Uh, I recently saw them at uh, Centennial Terrace, and it was my first time seeing them. I've heard people talk about the menus, and you got to go see the menus, you got to go see the menus. <laughs> and i got to tell you, I was not disappointed. They play all your favorites, and it is a, it is a show. You're not going to listen to a band. You are going to see a show and listen to great, fantastic live music. Heck, um, yeah. So, so they're the headliner there. for that event, sweet. which is going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, they'll have no problem packing that house out and let's hope for good weather for that. I was just going to mention, let me see the weather real quick for, for Saturday. It looks like <laughs> right, right now it's a high, really nice. yeah, high 78, partly sunny. Yeah, it's supposed to cool down good. a little bit. We're supposed to get out of the, the heavy heat wave and get into a lot of sunshine and yeah. cooler weather. So hell yeah. Um, so with that being said, you got anything to like cap off for like this week? Or? Um, just, uh, like in the middle of this week, either a Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm finally going to transfer our Let's Go Bowling logger. Oh, I've been asked. Yeah. So Let's go bowling, let's go boating, let's go <laughs> hiking, let's go camping, let's go boating. Yeah. And soon to be, let's go golfing. Let's go golfing. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned this week. I'll be announcing it, I believe, on Monday. The actual sign-up will be ready for our golf uh, outing, which is going to be September 15th. Um, it's a foursome scramble. You can sign up as a foursome, um, or you will also be able to sign up as individuals, and we'll put you with the team the best we can. And uh, it's gonna—it's the Let's Go Bowling Golf Outing. That's which sweet. Which is kind of funny. That's sweet. Um, That's but sweet. Uh, it kind of go- is a testament to that beer that it's the Let's Go Anything We Want to Do. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great drinker, yeah. an all-year drinker. Yeah. Um, and for those, and, uh, I've got we—it's a double batch, so. You know, oh, ho- oh, yeah. hopefully it'll last. It'll longer, last a little bit. We won't drink than... it all at the golf outing. Is what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that'll be transferred uh, on Wednesday. So that'll be something to look forward to. You know, in a week and a half. Yeah. To is be that untapped. lagered? Yeah. That's also lagered. That yeah, one's lagered for. Uh, this one will be lagered for five weeks. Yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It is a. It is one of the smoothest drinking beers that I think we have put out. Yeah. It's just easy. For it's a four point one percent. Four point one percent, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely on the lower ABV. Might be four point three percent. I can't remember, but it's, lower. It's down on that lower side, so yeah. you can have uh, more than one, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, or so, five. Yeah, so. Uh, so to cap it, that's that's yeah, that's uh, I'm excited about that one. So, so yeah, 
have a bevy with us um, or come to the golf outing and have a bevy <laughs> with us. Crack a bevy with us during Bevy's on Tap. Yeah. Or you can almost always find one of us at Buffalo Rock Brewing Company. <laughs> Pretty much Waterville, any day. Any located day at open. 345 Anthony Wayne Trail. And soon to be 5002 Seaman Road yeah, in Oregon. Right. Yeah. So we're excited. Um, yeah, it's going to get busy. Um, but we're ready. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, it feels like summer is going way too fast. Um, so somebody can like, <laughs> know. you know. We're going to be making uh, hit our, the break just our a pumpkin bit. beer soon before we know right, it. You right. You know. Yep. Yeah, so. I think the last time we ordered grains, we were talking about we it were. wasn't on this last batch, but it'll be on yeah. the next. Yeah, batch we'll probably make. Yeah, we'll probably make it in two or three weeks. I bet, yeah. and then yeah. have it out in September sometime. I'll be honest with you, I can't wait. I know. Like you guys all on your Oktoberfest, bring on the pumpkin. Pumpkin beer was. Give me the pumpkin beer. Really I'm good. all about it, yeah. and and that one for me could be year round. I know. But it's hard to get pumpkins year round. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is made with the real deal. Pumpkin, yeah, there's bacon a lot. in the oven, cinnamon and sugar. And oh, yeah. All the fixings. So. A lot of shindigs in that beer. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got going on at 345 Anthony Wayne Trail in Waterville, Ohio at Buffalo Rock. Um, Coming out and uh, have a bevy. I'm Jeff, and I've been hanging here with Tim. <laughs> or, sorry. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm Tim. I've been hanging here with Jeff all day. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, we probably should tell everybody who we are at least once or twice. Yeah, dude. I just totally confused them. <laughs> um, so come out and have a bevy this week, man. Yeah. Um, right. And I think with that, yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap, dude. For bevies on tap. Yeah, Cheers, dude. man. Thanks for listening, man. Cheers. Cheers.